Will you please help me welcome everyone joining us online from across the country, around the world, and on Kingfisher FM. <clears throat> Thank you for spending your Sunday morning with us. We're grateful to spend the morning with you. And we hope that you'll come and spend the evening with us this evening. As you can see, everything on stage, as Vince mentioned earlier, for the Christmas concert this evening at 5 o'clock. The team have put on a spectacular show, and I really think it'll be wonderful to come and worship God together uh, with you as we celebrate the birth of Christ. We're celebrating the birth of Christ this evening, but you would have found communion on your seats because we're celebrating or remembering the death of Christ and what that means for us this morning. Um, So if you're online, I hope that you've got some bread and juice to represent the body and the blood of Christ. Or maybe you've got some wine. I grew up in the Anglican church, so from the from the time we started taking communion after confirmation, about the age of 13, it was wine. Nine o'clock in the morning. Here we go. Bit of real wine. Um, I used to wonder why we used to, my family always used to sit at the back. I used to wonder why. We know everybody in the church, you know, sit, sit, sit towards the front. Then I realized the, the priest and my dad had an agreement. You have to finish all the wine that was blessed. Yeah, my dad went last. Make sure that it's all finished. Joking dad, love you, see you there. Um, might have to deal with that later. Sorry. Okay, well, we'll answer this morning's message. We all make sacrifices. You'll, you'll read a lot about sacrifice in the Old Testament, and maybe you think, it's a bit barbaric. You know, the, the blood of goats and lambs and rams and, and all sorts. And, and perhaps we think uh, we don't really value s- sacrifice anymore because we don't have the rituals or the practical shedding of blood that we went through. But If we think about it, we all make sacrifices every day. Every time we pay our attention to one thing, we're effectively sacrificing everything else we could be paying our attention to. We know this is true if if you're in a committed relationship. If you may have heard, I recently got married. If you haven't heard, welcome to Father's house. I hope that you enjoy your first time here. Um, But I learned in, in, in marriage to my beautiful wife, Kelly Jo, that the way that Kelly Jo hears me say, I love you, is by spending quality time with her. Now, quality time, I've subsequently learned, does not mean just sort of being in one another's company while we're doing something else. So, much to my dismay, watching the Springboks is apparently not quality time. <laughs> apparently, I've sacrificed our time together on the altar of rugby. And so that gets 100% of my attention. But what quality time looks like is giving 100% of my attention and my devotion to Kelly Joe, And maybe to the thing we're doing mutually engaged with. I don't think we're mutually engaged in the rugby as much as I am engaged in the rugby. But it's, it's a willing sacrifice, if you will, because of my love and honor, as Vincent spoke earlier, for my wife. And so we willingly sacrifice things, time, money, effort for the people or the things that we love and value. We're all constantly making sacrifices, paying attention to one thing and therefore sacrificing everything else. But the question is, are we doing it sort of attentively? Sometimes we may sacrifice the things we value because we're not paying attention to it instead of willingly sacrificing for the things that we value. And I think this is what makes Christ's sacrifice so remarkable. God showed how much he loves and values us by what he willingly sacrificed for us. For God so loved the world 
that He gave His one and only Son, that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. God showed us how much He values us by what He was willing to sacrifice for us. Right from the beginning, God has been making sacrifices so that we can have relationship with Him. All of creation was created so that God could have relationship with us. And He's been desiring relationship, a loving relationship with us because He values and honors us so that we can walk together in peace, that we can work together in partnership. Christ came with a mandate to reconcile the world to God because of God's love for us and having redeemed us to show us what it means to be truly human in the image of God. Scripture says, for the joy set before him, Christ endured the cross. What was that joy? That we would be reconciled to God, to have a loving relationship. God showed how much he loves and values us by what he willingly sacrificed for us. Scripture says in Ephesians 2, verse 4 to 5, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. This scripture, all of the Bible, is a love letter really from God to us to express how much he loves us, desires to be in relationship with us, and what he is willing to sacrifice to, to, to have us come into relationship with him. And that's what we're doing today when we, when we take communion. We're going to remember what God willingly laid down for us to be in relationship with Him, reconciled to Him. So uh, we're going to speak this morning briefly before we take communion together on three types of sacrifices we'll find in Scripture. There are many more, but just three types I want us to touch on today. One, we can't make. One, we receive. And then two, we offer in response. So the first is a big word. Now, I'm home language English. And there are, not everyone here is home language English, but even I had to practice the pronunciation of this word. Because my dad, who I mentioned earlier, believes there's only one translation of scripture, and it's the King James Version, because it's the most close to Latin. So I had to put a word in for my dad, because I dishonored him earlier a little bit. So now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this in. We'll practice this together, and I'll explain it. The first type of sacrifice is a propitiatory sacrifice. Big word. Propitiation. It's a big word. Okay, so what, what does that mean? It's like an atoning sacrifice. So that's another big word. Uh, it is to reconcile, to, to cover over. It is Christ is the propitiation for our sins. He has covered them on our behalf to reconcile us back to God. God made a sacrifice that we couldn't make to be reconciled back to him. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but it is by grace, as we read, that you have been saved because of God's great love for us. Because of his mercy, God has reconciled us to himself. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, God has reconciled himself to us. Scripture says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Right back from the Garden of Eden, when, when God first created the heavens and the earth and he walked with God, that was his desire, that is his desire, to walk with us. God we, we decided to go astray. We said one of, the, one of the sacrifices God made was that he gave us free will, that we would choose to love him. But because we had that choice, we had the choice not to. 
and we chose to go away, each one of us, Adam and Eve, as a representation of us all. But right from the beginning, God said, I will send someone, the seed of your womb, Eve, who will come and crush the enemy and reconcile God back with man. Then Abraham and Isaac needed a sacrifice and God offered a substitutory sacrifice. There was the lamb. When the children of Israel were enslaved in Egypt, God offered the Passover lamb, a substitutory sacrifice to redeem them. And now God has offered the perfect lamb of God, Jesus Christ, to take away the sin of the world, a sacrifice on our behalf that we couldn't make to be reconciled back to to him. His sacrifice that redeems us, that makes us new and whole again, that covers us and makes us pure so that we can stand in the presence of God and declare that we are indeed the children of God. That was what Christ came to do, to reconcile the world to God in him, not counting people's sins against him. Scripture says in Ephesians 2, we read it earlier, it goes on to say that Christ came to preach peace to those who were near and peace to those who were far away, to make peace, to express God's kindness in, and mercy towards us. Colossians 1 says, all the fullness of God dwelt in Christ and he came to make peace between God and man through his blood shed on the cross. I'll read 1 John chapter 2. This is where that word comes from, the propitiatory sacrifice. It says, my little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. God has shown how much he loves and values us, you and me, by what he willingly laid down and sacrificed for the forgiveness of our sins. Parents, Vincent spoke about Parent Connect. I'm not a parent yet, but I've seen it in my parents. I've seen it in the parents around me. You willingly make sacrifices to cover for your children, to love them, to uplift them, to redeem them when they've gone wrong and to build them up again because of your great love. If we can do that, how much more so our Heavenly Father, who is perfect, to lay down His life for us. And so my encouragement to us this morning is if you've perhaps never come to relationship with God, or you think something disqualifies you, or maybe you've done something that moves you too far away from God. Maybe there's something in your past or something in your heart that needs to be dealt with. Is don't think you need to sort that out first before you come to Jesus. You come to Jesus and his blood is what cleanses you from all unrighteousness. It is him who makes you whole, redeems you and makes you new again. Behold, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone, the new is here. We, and for the Christians who perhaps are thinking, ah, I know this, can we move on now? Remember, once we were far off, but God has brought us near. And it is not by works that we are saved, that no one can boast. It is by grace that we are saved through faith in what Jesus Christ has done. And even that, Scripture says, is a gift, not of ourselves. And so my encouragement to us today, even as the Christians, is not to boast, but to boast only in the cross of Jesus Christ, to boast in the Lord, for he is faithful to cover us from our sins. So if you are far off, he is faithful and just to forgive you. Come to him, 
Come to the altar. Matt's going to sing that for us later. Come and find mercy and love and grace and the kindness and peace of God fully revealed in his son, Jesus Christ. And then don't think that there is something more we need to add. Here is one sacrifice once and for all, for all mankind. Hebrews 10, speaking about the Old Testament sacrifices, says this, day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But when this priest, Jesus Christ, had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. For by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Don't add anything to what Jesus Christ has done. He said, it is finished. He is the propitiation for our sins. He has covered us, atoned for us, and reconciled us back to, to God again. And so now we can stand as his children, fully redeemed, fully made new. God has shown us how much he loves us, each one of us, you and me, by what he willingly sacrificed for us. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Oh, thank you. Okay, so then how do we respond to that? Apart from receiving it, what is that next step? I loved what Vincent said earlier. We didn't coordinate our notes, but thank you for what you said earlier. Vincent spoke about the obedience of the Old Testament. Maybe if I did this, I would get this. Versus honor. Now, we all know that when a sacrifice is made, we want sort of a return on that sacrifice. So if I go to work, it's in a way a sacrifice. I would like a return for that sacrifice with a salary, right? And if perhaps I sacrifice a bit of immediate gratification to invest something for my future, I'd like a good return on that investment. If I sacrifice, maybe, you know, if you're dating, you, you, you maybe take somebody out for dinner, and coffee, you, you pay for it, you hopefully maybe that'll be reciprocated with love and relationship. You don't want to be the guy that keeps taking somebody out for dinner and then in a relationship with somebody else. That's going to hurt a little bit. But we, sorry, was that too personal? <laughs> uh, been there. Sorry. Thank you, love, for not doing that. Um, but we all, when we invest something or we make a sacrifice, we, we want to return on investment. You, you run a lot. You hope you're going to get fit. You put in a lot of effort to train. You're going to win a World Cup. Okay. And Sorry, this is the rugby thing again. I'm going to stop. Um, the Blitzbox won last night. Hey, for rugby. Um, but we, we, we all are hoping to get something from it. Or we want to, if somebody else makes a sacrifice on our behalf, we honor what they did. We honor our parents, honor your mother and father for the sacrifices they made and the way that they raised you and the, the schooling they sent you to and the hard work they put in. And so we honor sacrifices that are made on our behalf. And that's what scripture invites us to do, to honor the ultimate sacrifice that Christ has made for us to reconcile us back to God. We present ourselves fully in return. Scripture says this in Romans 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, in response to his sacrifice for us, present yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. This is how we honor God in response to his sacrifice to us, is that we present ourselves fully as 
a living sacrifice to him. So that doesn't mean we have to sacrifice ourselves because we're living already. It means we avail ourselves for the service of the Lord. We go from God simply being our savior to being our Lord and savior. He is Lord and savior of our lives. So we are a presented sacrifice. It's the appropriate response to honor God through our obedience, I'll use that word, to, to, to serving God as Lord and Savior. Jim Elliot famously said, He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. What that is saying is, when, when we receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, and then we offer ourselves back to his service, Jesus offers us life and life in all its fullness, eternal life. As opposed to us holding on to our lives, which we cannot keep, we willingly lay that down to gain what we cannot lose, eternal life, salvation, life, and life in all its fullness. Jesus put it this way when he said in Matthew 10, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. But, you give, if, but if you give up your life for me, you will find it. He is no fool who, who willingly gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Eternal life, life in all its fullness, what Jesus offered. You know, it's how we offer ourselves in response to Jesus determines the fullness of life that we get to receive. We receive our salvation in Jesus and then we say, Lord, just be, just be Lord of that part of my life. I'd like to still be Lord of perhaps my finances or the way I do relationships. That's okay, we will still be saved, but perhaps as Paul writes in 2 Corinthians, as one escaping the flames, having built our lives with wood, hay, and stubble instead of gold, silver, and precious stones. To have, Lord, to have Jesus as both Lord and Savior is to build your way in the wisdom of God on the foundation of Jesus and with gold, silver, and precious stones, the ways of Jesus, to build yourself up as a temple for the Lord. Then you will experience life and life in all its fullness when every area of your life honors God. If we think of Cain and Abel, Abel's sacrifice was looked upon favorably because it was the best of what he had. It was first, it was, here I am, Lord, send me. You are my Lord. I, I give over everything to you. Cain brought something in the process of time. And there will be a difference when you do that. If I am training hard for a marathon, then I get to experience the fullness of the joy of running that marathon hard. But I, I laughed with Freddie, who serves in the parking lot, one of my men's group. Uh, he ran the Nelson Mandela Bay Marathon yesterday. I said, Freddie, how did it go? And we spoke a bit about this on Friday. He said, the necessary sacrifices weren't made <laughs> to make the run enjoyable. <laughs> Sorry to throw you under the bus, Freddie. You at least ran the marathon. He finished. But when we, if we want to experience the fullness of the joy of life that God has to offer, life and life in all its fullness, then my encouragement is to offer ourselves fully to God. Give over what you cannot keep to gain what you cannot lose. Life and life in all its fullness from the Lord. Our response to what Jesus has done shows how much we value his sacrifice. So just as God showed how much he values us by what he willingly sacrificed for us, we show how much we value and honor his sacrifice by what we lay down to follow him and have him as Lord and Savior. And then finally, the third type of sacrifice is having 
received Christ as the propitiation for our sins and then offered ourselves as our whole lives as a presented sacrifice in honor to God. We offer up a pleasing sacrifice, a sacrifice of praise. Hebrews uh, chapter 13 says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others. For with such sacrifices, God is pleased. A pleasing sacrifice is to go from, Lord, I receive you as my Savior, to I honor you as both Lord and Savior, to I profess your name and live a life that praises everything that you have done, that says, I have seen the goodness of God in the land of the living, that is full of gratitude. Part of taking communion is remembering with thanksgiving everything that God has done. God is good and God is faithful. And when we present ourselves, when we present a sacrifice of praise to God, we're saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you for everything you've done. I profess your faithfulness and your goodness towards me. We, what do we owe? There is no debt outstanding for what we owe God for our sins. Christ has covered all of that. All we are left is to offer up a sacrifice of praise and a debt of love to God and to others because of the great love that we have received in Christ Jesus. The psalmist puts it this way in Psalm 116. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. So lifting up the cup of salvation, that's receiving his sacrifice for us. Fulfilling my vows, that's offering myself as a living sacrifice in honor and obedience to God. And then I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. That is to live a life that honors the name of God by giving glory to God in all that we do, by coming together and praising God here. But as Vincent said, let everything be done, be done as worship to, to God. The way I love my spouse, the way I raise my children, the way I go about my work, let it profess the name of Jesus. Let it be as praise to God the way we live out our lives. Walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. We offer up our praises to God, for this is pleasing to him. So today, I want to encourage us as we, I think I'm doing okay on time, as we come to the moment where we're going to start taking communion, I'll invite Matt and Josh to come up soon, that that we remember Jesus today. Shame, sorry, you can come up now. I said soon. <laughs> we remember Jesus. We remember how much God has loved us, how much he has given for us, and how he values us by what he willingly sacrificed on our behalf. Remember his grace and his mercy towards you. Remember his kindness and that he has made peace between God and man through his bloodshed on the cross. Remember his faithful character. Do this Take communion in remembrance of me, Jesus said. There is only one way to life and life in all its fullness, eternal life. And it is through faith in the one who gave up his life for ours. So today, as we receive communion, may we receive life and salvation in Jesus. As you are, receive and allow the receiving of Christ's body broken and blood shed for you to cleanse you from all unrighteousness, to make you new, to, renew, to reconcile you to God and to live as one made new. 
And then having been redeemed, having been redeemed, respond. Make Jesus both your Lord and your Savior. Don't hang on to what you cannot keep, but gain what you cannot lose. Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and things can come in and they can spoil, but store up treasures in heaven where nothing can touch it, for God keeps it secure. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Don't worship that which should be sacrificed. Sacrifice for the one who should be worshipped. And then reveal Jesus with thanksgiving and praise. A sacrifice of praise, professing his name, so that others can look at you and say, what is it about you? And you can say, I have been redeemed through the blood of Jesus. And so we're going to, while Matt and Josh play gently in the background, we're going to take communion together. There's um, a communion cup on your seats for those in the building and for those online, your own version. You can just peel back the top layer to reveal the bread and then the juice. But before we take it and, and before we read the scripture, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray. And I'm going to create an opportunity for you to, to respond. So with eyes closed, heads bowed, and before we take communion, Father, I first want to say thank you. Thank you for your love towards us, expressed fully in your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you that all the fullness of God dwelt in human form through Jesus Christ. And through your blood shed on the cross, you have made peace with us. Thank you that you have proclaimed peace to those who are near and peace to those who are far off. Thank you, Father, that your scripture now declares there is nothing in all creation that can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you that you have poured out your love for us. And so if there is anybody here, anybody in person, anybody online who has felt far off from God, perhaps you were close and now you felt far off like the prodigal son, I invite you to come home. The Father's arms are open wide waiting for you. And if you've never taken that step to say, I'd like to receive salvation, receive life by putting my trust in Jesus Christ. Today can be that day. Today is the day of salvation. Today as we take communion can be that day to participate in Christ's body broken and blood shed for the forgiveness of sins. So with our eyes closed, where you're seated, if you would like to respond to that, will you please put your hand up for me so we can pray over you. If today is a day, thank you, where you'd like to offer your heart over to Jesus, recommit yourself. Thank you. Thank you for the hands raised as we offer this. So I'm going to now just participate in the bread. Matthew 26 is a reenactment of Jesus. Was Jesus in the Last Supper, reenacting the Passover meal for the redemption and salvation of the children of Israel out of slavery, which now has become Jesus as the perfect Lamb who covers all the world, is our salvation and our redemption. Jesus said, it says, while they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body, broken in love for you. So the body of Christ broken in love for you. And when he had given thanks, oh, then he took a cup and when he had given thanks, 
He gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Say 
Christ is risen. Oh, bow down before Him, for He is Lord of all. Sing hallelujah, Christ is risen. Oh, come now, no, come to the altar, the Father's arms are open, forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of oh, come now, oh, come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide, forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Bear your cross as you wait for your crown. Tell the world of the treasure you found. Jesus is calling. Yeah, Father, we are so grateful for your love towards us and your Son, Jesus Christ. Help us, we pray, to live out a life that honors this sacrifice as living sacrifices, as worship unto you. Thank you that you empower us by your very own Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the grave dwells also within us, confirming with our Spirit that we are indeed the children of God. We pray that our lives would offer up a sacrifice of praise pleasing to you so that others would also know of the goodness of God revealed fully in your Son, Jesus Christ. And so, Father, we do this all in remembrance of your precious Son, Jesus Christ, in whose wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord a shout of praise? Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for church this morning. There is personal prayer available up front if you'd like. Otherwise, we look forward to welcoming you for the Christmas concert this evening. God bless you and enjoy the rest of your day.